Hello, my name is Carol. And my name is Chris, and this is Afterglow. Afterglow's mission is about serving the collective one episode at a time. Our strongest belief is being able to spread the awareness that we, as a collective, are not alone in this journey called life. These truths include our individual personal stories about battling with mental health, previous addictions, recovery, relationships, finding our higher power, and any other interesting topics along the way. We are not doctors. If you're struggling with mental health issues or addiction, please find professionals that can help you. Let's get started. And this is Afterglow. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Afterglow episode 11. My name is Carol Beckner, and I am going to be your host for today's episode. I cannot wait to tap into this episode. There is going to be some amazing stuff that I have to share. I'm going to share about the Portal A8 Lionsgate energy. I'm also going to give a little bit of a energy update with what's going on with me or what has been going on with me. And then I've been really pulling into this guided spiritual space of wanting to talk about grief. And some of you who know me on a personal level know that I have been going through grief through something that I will be sharing with. I also have been going through grief with my mother passing away. And I've also realized just within that space of knowing and understanding now that there is grief in all areas of my life, not just within the loss of someone through passing away or loss of a friendship or this or that, but just there's grief in so much more. And I just can't wait to share with you. But I also wanted to let everyone know that Chris would have loved to have been here to record. He's here spiritually. I texted him earlier and he's just been so busy, just like we all have. And he, like I said, he is here with us spiritually and we love you, Chris. So I just wanted to put that out there. But anyways, I want to tap into talking about the energy update with what's been transpiring in my life. And I think a lot of us can relate to what I'm about to share. There has just been a lot of transformation, a lot of movement, a lot of shifting, a lot of changing. There's been this like death and rebirth spiritually and it's almost like there's been some very uncomfortable moments of oh my gosh what is happening why are you testing me universe and what are you trying to deliver and then it's like we come out of it and we're like oh thank goodness but I sure have most definitely felt that way and I will share why So the last episode that I recorded, I didn't share this part. My husband actually was in a dirt biking accident back in April. And at the time of me recording the previous episode, I was on a leave of absence from work and I took one for about four weeks. And so that transition and change was very interesting, challenging, but also full of unconditional love. And then 100% realized that there was some underlining triggers that I needed to hold space with that 
connects with my mom. And it's been super powerful because I'm realizing that in my life so far, my 35 years of my life, I have been given multiple opportunities to rewrite certain stories in my life, which is interesting because this plays into grief. And it's almost like I've been given chances to replay, rewrite, unlearn, relearn, and then come out of it with this whole new elevated version of myself, more more wisdom and more freedom from fear, anxiety, depression, um, free from just certain attachments or the chains that I have put on myself from previous conditionings or just previous hurts, habits, and hangups. So I can't wait to share that with you and continue to share with that with you. So moving on to what I was saying was my husband got into an accident and I found out while I was at work. And while I was at work, I had two clients going on at the same time. I, as some of you guys know, I do hair. So I had one client who had all the foils in her hair and she's processing. And then I had a client come in where I was doing a consultation and I had to excuse myself. I was like, excuse me, there's like a phone call that I need to get. And it was my husband and he was telling me like, I'm hurt. And I'm like, can you kind of tell me more about like, what do you mean I'm hurt? Is it like a bad hurt? Is it like a hurt that like I, I need to leave? And then I think too, on his end, he was trying to maintain his calmness. Um, because at the time I didn't know and he didn't know, but we found out later that he had broken his hip and he had broken his elbow. And so I'm imagining what he was going through and putting myself in his perspective. You know, there was probably adrenaline going on and there was just this, a lot of like, what the heck it just happened, kind of trying to get back into center to get that clarity. So it was like both of us are not really getting the full uh, reality of what was going on. So being on the other end, I, like I said, I heard I'm hurt and I'm like, what do you mean by that? Can you elaborate? And then he, then I heard I'm going to the hospital and instantly I, that made me like freeze because I don't do well in hospitals. I don't really think anyone does, but for me, I spent a lot of time in the hospital as a kid because of my mom and because of another person that I lost, my grandma. So most of my childhood, I spent time in the hospital. So I just, I was like triggered instantly and I, my body started reacting. My, My body started panicking. I could feel it like numbing out. I could feel it like freezing. I could feel all this, literally like the walls were caving in. And so I was like, okay, I call, I'll call you back. Cause I can't, I can't think right now. And I don't know what to do. And he, I think he did eventually say like, I'll be okay. Like I'll call you when I get to the hospital. Um, or at least he reminded me that later on when I saw him, but I didn't hear that. Because when I hear someone that I care about is like, I'm hurt, I'm going in the hospital, I'm just like, oh, I need to go, I need to, I need to leave. But in that moment at the time when I heard that, I didn't quite feel like I needed to leave because again, as I mentioned, I was numbing, um, my body was like 
couldn't move. And so I ended up walking back to my client and I was like, that was my husband and he's going to the hospital. And she's like, what? And I'm like, yeah. And I stared at her and she's staring at me like, um, Carol. And I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. We'll do your hair. You know, and that was me getting into like flight or fight mode, almost like ignoring it because I was trying to avoid the uncomfortableness and it's almost like I didn't want people to hear it because of a trauma response right my trauma response was to it's cool it's fine like people please let's let's do it let's do the hair it's it's okay you know um but I ended up looking to my right and two of my coworkers were like you should go But when they were telling me I should go, it was like I was in the movies. It was like slow-mo. It was like, yeah, girl. And I was like, what is happening? And I couldn't think. I was getting hot. I was starting to sweat. And almost like everything started getting dark. I felt like I was going to pass out. So all I could do was excuse myself for a second just to try to get some air I was like I need to excuse myself from the situation I'm gonna go outside so I went outside and I'm pacing back and forth and I'm trying to breathe and then once I finally kind of got some sense of reality in into me I walked back in and I couldn't talk I just started to stare and I mumbled a little bit and told my client yeah I need to leave and I couldn't even talk to my manager at the time I just said I need to leave my husband's hurt and from what I remember but again in that moment it was just traumatizing for me you know um I feel like it still kind of is even though he's on the road to recovery But I think because there's just been so much going on after that, that I'm trying to uh, re-collaborate almost within within myself, recenter myself. And so not only did that happen, but as I mentioned earlier, I took a four-week leave of absence from work. And I right away got into, you know, caretaker mode. And as I've shared before with you guys, I've been a caretaker since I was five. And um, I think there's, you know, what I shared earlier, there was a lot of triggers that came up for me. Um, One, almost like the sense of perfectionism, right? It was almost like I felt as if I needed to be perfect because... And I will share this story, um, very interesting, but before I even tap into this connection of what I'm going to share, it's like, again, life is giving me that space to redo something, to reheal, or giving me that chance to heal this trigger so that it no longer becomes a trigger. And so when I was in the hospital, I tried to you know do my best to be calm and I we were in the ER 
and it was so uncomfortable for me because yet again, it's not, I mean, I don't think anybody is like, feels comfortable in the ER. And it was a Friday. No, it was a Saturday. So Saturday at the ER is, it's, it's busy. Um, and so I just sat there and I'm like, so uncomfortable, especially because I am a energy reader. I'm very sensitive to the energy. And so I could feel all of the things. I could feel pain. I could feel sadness. I could feel anger. I could, I felt it all within that building. I could feel it. And so much of me was like wanting to just run because I'm uncomfortable, but I'm like, no, we're not. We're going to be in this space and we're going to sit here and we're going to do the best that we can. And if we need to get some air, then we can go outside or get some food. So those were the things that I needed to remind myself at the time. And then it wasn't until he finally had, or he finally got transitioned into his own room. So then he got transferred into the trauma unit and we got him his own room. And it was the first night that I stayed. Um, We stayed the night and I slept next to him and there was a story that came up for me. It was almost like, because I, I suffer from PTSD and this was one of those moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, this is super interesting as far as me experiencing a moment that happened in the past and it's coming up as if it's in reality. And it kind of scared me because I thought I was a little bit Like, I don't want to be mean to myself, but I felt like I was going crazy. So in the middle of the night, at I think it was like three o'clock in the morning, I jumped up out of my bed and I ran over to his side and I was like, you can't get up because as as I mentioned, he broke his hip and he looked at me and he was like, I'm not going anywhere. And I'm like, you just said you wanted to get out of the bed. And he's like, no, I didn't say that at all. And I was like thrown off and I go, I swear you did. I swear you did. It was so loud and prominent. That's why I ran over there. And so the next day I gave myself permission. I was like, you need to take a break. You need to go out. You need to go home, take a shower, hang out with your dogs for a second, take a nap. And then it hit me after I left the hospital there was this wave of emotion and it was so prominent. I started weeping and crying and feeling like unsafe or feeling like something bad was going to happen. And I'm like, where is this coming from? Yes, this is valid because he just got into an accident, but I'm, I see him in the, I saw him in the physical. He's fine. I mean, he's hurt, but he's okay and it's going to be fixed. But why am I feeling as if this is like the end of the world? Like, why do I feel like, like this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me? Well, I eventually called a girlfriend and held space and I was just telling her, oh my gosh, I made a discovery within this experience And I told her, I go, this is bringing me back to when I was caretaking my mom. I was 13 years old and my mom was, we were, she was at home for hospice and her cancer had spread, excuse me, 
her cancer had started spreading and it spread to her hip. And there's that connection with my husband. My husband broke his hip. Trigger. Um, so there's that story of when my mom was in her bed and I was taking care of her and she used to have this bell that we gave her to like ring and it would let us know when she needed help or, you know, to get, to get up or go somewhere in the house. And so I would always run to the side. I would always be there instantly, like run and like take care of it. Well, there was this one time and I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if I was sleeping or if I was doing something like on the computer or whatever the case may be, but I remember she got out and she fell and she f- collapsed and I ran into her room and she was in pain and crying and I felt like, like that was my fault. I held this burden and guilt that I hurt her because she fell out of the bed because I couldn't get there as fast as possible. And so, yeah, I carried on this story thinking that I was part of the problem of her passing away, even though I knew deep down in my heart, deep down in my soul, that my mom was battling cancer. But my 13-year-old self had carried on the story thinking like, no, you did this, you did that. Like, it's your fault that she fell. And nobody said that to me, but that was the, the amount of shock that I went through as a 13-year-old to see that. It was scary. It was scary because of the amount of pain that I saw my mom in and also realizing too that there was probably a lot more going on in that space with her that she probably she didn't share with me you know because again putting myself in her perspective of not being able to walk or not be able to use your body the way it used to be like that's a lot of emotions but at the time because I didn't know what I didn't know I carried on a burden I carried a story and so when again going back to what I shared when my husband with his hip being broken I thought I heard him say he wanted to get out of the bed that wasn't him that was my mom. That was a trauma that had happened to me that my brain was replaying because it got triggered. And so it was interesting to have that connection and almost replay in the physical. But I felt like I healed that part. I mean, there's still some residual healing there because when I'm talking about it, I can feel it in my throat and but how how I healed that part was one to release those emotions and two was to call a friend and my friend helped me get through it she also you know apologized for how that had happened to me even though it even though she didn't have to apologize it was the fact that I was seen and I was heard my 13-year-old self was being seen and heard through my best friend who was holding space for me. And it was magical. It was so magical because the whole energy exchange with my best friend and her being like, I am so sorry that you went through that. I am so sorry that that wasn't your fault. It just opened up my heart my heart was opening and I felt the unconditional love pouring through. I could feel 
that part of my heart that I, you know, blocked almost like, yeah, it was like a heart chakra blocking, like like I blocked it because I didn't feel like I was worthy of taking care of someone, you know, like as I shared earlier, there was that desire to be perfect, to be the perfect caretaker. And I better be a perfect caretaker to my husband because if not, blah, 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 right? And I don't say blah, blah, blah for a bad reason, but that's what was going on. I was so nervous to transition into this caretaker for him because I thought that I wouldn't be able to be the perfect one, that I wouldn't be able to do it, that I would fail, that I would cause some sort of traumatic experience or that I would some sort of blockage in his recovery and all the things. And again, that was not being told to me, but that was a story from when I was younger and that was in my subconscious mind telling my conscious self this stuff, which it wasn't true. It's not true. The reality of it is I was 13 and as my friend had told me when I reached out to her, she was like, that was, you were so young. You weren't able to be a kid you didn't that shouldn't have happened to you but it did and I'm sorry and she's right like I you know that had the circumstances that was happening to me when I was 13 yeah that 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 was hard um and for a long time I've been sharing this part of me on Instagram where I was like you know, there's that masculine energy that I have been in for a long time. And I know I haven't really talked about the whole masculine and feminine energy, which I would love to tap into later on or in another episode. But I was in this like space of like, don't worry about me. I got it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to take care of it. Nobody helped me. And it's like, well, no wonder why I had built this identity or persona because I did everything on my own as a kid I didn't really have the help and I didn't know how to express it I mean there are other layers to that but that's part of it that was part of my identity for the longest time was just this whole hard exterior because I felt the need to be perfect I felt the need to have to do it or have to have it together or have to yet again deliver what I thought, again, with my husband in this experience was I need to be a perfect caretaker. When in reality, there's no such thing as perfection. It just is. And it's knowing that it's taking one step at a time and doing the best that I can. But also knowing that I can do it, <laughs> right? Because I've done it before. So it's just been very interesting with the energy, with the update that I'm expressing And so that happened and then there has been some other things that have happened outside of my control that I'm not going to share but I will share this part. We have recently lost our fur baby Miss Tallulah about two weeks ago and it was like the like I don't want to say bad things happen in three anymore I don't really necessarily believe that even though if you look at it from outside of perspective wise you could probably see it as that 
if you know again if you know me on a personal level you'll be like oh my gosh they they've gone through a lot recently and with my whole dog passing away that was it again it was very hard because she was in our lives for nine years and she we made memories with her and I don't have children and I look at my dogs as they were my kids you know I have another one but I also think my animals are part of my family even if I had kids with dogs I think they were always going to be looked at as part of a family and so this unexpected news happened and I was like oh my gosh can I handle this can I go through this space right now? Am I, am I, do I have that amount of energy because of, again, the transition and the movement within my husband and then I went back to work and then something else happened and then this happened. I was like, I feel like I haven't been able to catch up. (laughs) But knowing that I had my faith I have my spirituality I have my spirit guides and at the time when the news was delivered about my dog I didn't think I could I honestly was like oh my gosh I'm going to lose another individual or this or my dog is going to get hurt because the option of surgery was there um needless to say we obviously didn't go through the surgery because I couldn't put her through that when the reality of it was she was sick and we had no idea. But there was a lot of heart expansion with this experience and I'm still going through the grieving process. Um, There are still times, there are still moments, of course, that I'm going to be like, ooh, that hurt. I just had a recent moment actually where I was vacuuming. My Tallulah girl, she was a Blue Heeler cattle dog and she's part of the herding dog breed. So she used to chase my vacuum cleaner and it used to drive me nuts. But it was hard for me to vacuum the house yesterday or the other day and I can I can feel myself avoiding vacuuming the rest of the house because it hurts. And... um it's definitely an adjustment, but there is that grief for that. So, and that is why later on in this episode, I want to tap into grief. But there is one more thing that I want to share with the energy update that is going on with me is that there is good news. There is good news. And that's what I'm trying to express when I said, you know, I don't, think about the bad things coming three anymore even though I don't want bad things to happen to anybody I don't want anyone to get hurt I don't want them to go through loss but it's just and I hate to say it but it's like that unfortunately that is life and we have to allow ourselves to go through it and I am proud of myself for going through it in a more healthier way as best as I can. And I say as best as I can because there has been some, you know, things that I have been doing that I'm like, well, 
maybe that wasn't the right way or the right way to go through this, but I'm giving myself grace and compassion. So the great news about this whole thing is I have been able to channel my Tallulah girl's energy and she's been pushing me to move forward. And even though, of course, there's going to be those times and there's going to be those moments where I'm going to want to cry and I'm going to allow myself to, I'm going to allow myself to feel the feels. But with that type of energy, I was able to say yes to an opportunity that has been, it feels like it It has been handed to me effortlessly, but in reality, if I think about it, I have been manifesting and praying and meditating for this opportunity since May. And I have to also remind myself that when I do the work, when I do the manifestation work, when I embody, when I plant the seeds, that's me doing the work before it gets to me. And that way, when the manifestations unfold, it is going to feel effortless because I've already done the work around it because it's already done and it's already here. What I find to be very interesting with this opportunity is the fact that it was handed to me about a week and a half before Miss Tallulah was showing signs of her being sick. And I ended up telling the manager, like, hey, I'm a processor and I thank you for your time, but I want to process this and I'll come back to, oh, excuse me. Hi, release. Um, I was like, I want to come back to this and come back to you in a week. And he was so great about it. He was like, process away, go ahead, process away. And I was like, okay, this is awesome. And it was almost like, Not that I was like having a premonition, but it was like my body and my soul was telling me, you're going to need a week, if not more. And I was like, okay, because normally I don't take that long to really give someone an answer, but I was going with my intuition. And so that unfolded with Tallulah. And then the next day after she passed away, that's when I went to this new opportunity at a new salon. And I went in and I was like, is the opportunity still available for me? And yeah, so the good news is I am starting a new job as a hairstylist, as a master hairstylist at a different location. And it just feels right. It feels aligned to my heart's desires. It feels just, I don't know, it, there's that heart connection and I I feel it in my heart. I can feel it right now. Like my heart is pumping and I'm just like, yes, this is it. This is, this is the opportunity I have been praying and manifesting since May and I'm looking forward to it. So that's basically the energy update that has been going on with me. Um, I'm all of a sudden receiving motivation again, since I've been taking this opportunity or said yes to this opportunity and I haven't even started, but, um, yeah, I started working on my certification of radical recovery for codependency coach. And I'm really, again, excited because I am, I am visioning the, the next level Carol, right? There's going to be this next level me 
And there has been that space again where I'm grieving. <laughs> again, this, this is so interesting. There's this tie into this. I am grieving the past nine months version of me of where I was currently at. And I'm opening up the door for what is. And that is, again, going to be the next level version of me. And I'm just so excited because I know I'm going to meet her with lots of love and lots of gratitude and honoring her. And I can't wait to share her with the rest of the world. But yeah, as I said, that is the energy update, but I am going to go ahead and take a little break and we will be back. We as in me and you and the rest of the listeners. And yeah, stay tuned. Hey everyone, welcome back and I am so excited to talk about the energy update with the Portal 88 Lionsgate. It is today, August 8th, that we are in this energy field and I'm so excited to talk about it. And for those that are not familiar with it, a portal from my understanding and my experience is I think of it as like a spiritual realm or an opening or an invitation. It's like an invite, like a dimension or again, maybe it or think of a metaphysical aspect of it, you know, or or just picture this gate opening and it's here and it's open and it's like hi I'm here I want to deliver you all that is all your desires and your love and your wishes right it's like double that energy because it is eight eight so you're getting double eights and I'm gonna tap more into what that is um why is it called Lionsgate well it is the Leo season we are in Leo season Typically, it starts July 22nd and ends August 21st. So happy birthdays to all of my Leos out there. I hope you guys are having a fabulous time. But I want to kind of tap into the traits of Leo. And it does apply to everyone, I promise you. But Leos are known for being almost like this bright light, right? It's like when they walk in the room, they're so like, draw. everyone's normally drawn to them. Um, they tend to be one step ahead. You know, think of a lion, right? Think of that lion or the lioness energy, that protection for the, you know, protection of the family, protection of the group or the community. Think of leadership. Again, one, they're, they're always typically one step ahead. Um, and so what I like about this sign is it was born under an actual star, I know some of the other astrological signs, they're born under a planet. Well, this one is actually the only one that's born under a star. I believe so. Correct me if I'm wrong. But it's, like I said, the sun. And it's like, no wonder why they are typically that bright light. It's like that when they walk in that room, it's like that energetic. They're they're very, you know, typically magnetized or people are magnetized to them because you know, they, as I said, they typically lead, they are known to be leaders. It's almost like if you're in a group of people and you are with a Leo, they're normally going to always be like, I'm okay with being the leader. I'm okay with this. I'm okay with taking projects. I'm okay 
whatever the case may be, they, there's no doubt in a Leo's mind that they want to do that. That is just something they just are born with. They're natural leaders. Um, sometimes they can get that reputation of quote unquote, their vein. And in reality, I don't really think that's the case. I know a lot of Leos. I have a lot of friend Leos and I have a lot of family that are Leos. I just think Leos are naturally born already knowing their worth. They're already hyper aware of their worth, their self-worth. Um, they typically never have a problem with their throat chakra. They're speaking their truth. They have no problem with those boundaries, right? It's just like, it's this is the way that it is and this is not okay and I'm going to lead the pack because that's the strengths that they have. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely love that energy for them. As I said, family is 100% important to them. They're very loyal to their family and to their pack. If you mess with their family, you are going to get an earful, not an earful in a bad way, but they are going to just like, you know, Hey, don't F with us kind of vibe, which again, I love that for them. Um, because of this energy and the reason why I shared those traits with you about Leo is because the portal, the lion's gate portal is challenging. As I said, opening up, right? Think of the gate that's opening. It's opening up the rest of the astrological signs to use this double eight, eight energy with the lion's energy to gravitate more into your highest self, your authentic self. This is a call to action for everyone, especially the other signs of like, hey, take Leo as an inspiration, as an aspiration for your motivation. Take them as a a lead by example and follow them, follow the steps that they're doing. It's almost like when you, you know, I don't know about you, but I follow a lot of motivational speakers and people that I look up to in the business world or the hair world, or even in the spirituality world. And I'm just like, wow, I'm amazed by them. And I'm just like, how do I become that kind of energy? Well, just use that as an example. Use that as an example. Find someone that you admire and you know, pick their brain apart, have a conversation with them and figure out their why and see if it resonates with you. But in this moment right now with the lion's gate, I think the Leos are, you know, again, challenging, challenging the rest of us to tap into that energy. What is it in your highest self? What is your highest self, your authentic self asking for you? What is it that your heart's desires what is it that you wish for and what is it going forward that you know look within um i want to talk more about the number 8 that what what that has to do with this type of energy so number 8 is the sign of abundance or the number of abundance and there are forces that are around you and i got this information i want to credit before i continue i got the angel number um information from the angel numbers book how to understand the messages your spirit guides are sending you by mystic michaela i will go ahead and put that in the show notes as well as take a picture of it and put it on our instagram page on afterglow so be sure to follow (laughs) um 
But as I always said, number eight, it's the number of abundance, right? There are forces around you calling you in to be in the flow, right? Calling to be in flow. And when I think of flow, I think of almost like what I shared earlier about effortless opportunity. It's that being in flow. It's like you are in that center space, being in the middle of that river or that water and everything is being handed to you. You are being handed that abundance. You are being handed that wealth. You're being handed the prayers and the manifestations that you've been wanting. You've been handed, you're you're being handed the life that you always wanted. And it's not that you aren't, grateful for the things that you have right there's that's not what I'm saying it's it's the fact that you're wanting more right there's almost that feeling of not playing small anymore not allowing other people's opinions to affect you as an individual for your heart's desires um there is a challenge here there is a challenge that I am going to put out there like ask yourself in this moment what do I need to take radical accountability and responsibility of thyself? And this is a good time to reflect. This is a good time to hold that space in this portal energy, almost to like meditate, almost to like journal. Some people aren't journal um, people and that's completely okay completely okay maybe there's someone that you feel safe with to kind of have that conversation with you know maybe maybe somebody in your friend circle or um, in your community or maybe for me sometimes I like to do voice messages and hear it and play it back to me because it's almost like I can hear the answer within myself um but what going back to what I was saying you know challenge yourself to also find like what areas within myself needs growing? You know, for me, I like to plant seeds in people and planting seeds of helping people realize their self-worth, helping people realize that they are worthy and they are capable of doing better things for themselves. But at the same time, for me, we need to, for me, I need to plant those seeds back into myself. So for example, what are the seeds within yourself that needs tending to that needs growing that needs a little more of that water flow right like wow there's that connection where again like where in yourself do you need to be in flow of and then I want to also kind of put out there just remember what we resist gonna is gonna persist so and I'm saying this to myself because there are things that I I avoid at times and it's almost like there's that call again to pay attention to repeated triggers, repeated patterns in yourself. And maybe it's not necessarily a pattern. It's almost like when you go through a week and you're like, what in the heck? Like, why am I always late? Or why is this person always late? Or why is this always happening? Or why is this bill not being paid? Or blah, 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 blah. I can keep going, right? But it's almost those things where we're like, hmm, okay, yeah whoa whoa. let me take a step back for a second and ask myself in this moment what do I get to do I get to do what in this moment to help me reflect on what needs to be tended to reflect on what needs to be planted within myself but also maybe hold space in somewhere else so that I can see what it is that I need to be working on you know for for me for example there has been times in my past life 
or past version of me that I just couldn't think where I was like, I'm overwhelmed. I have no idea what I need to work on. I feel like I have to go outside of myself to find that. But in reality, the answers are within me and always has been. I just realized that when I started working on myself, there was maybe space I needed to hold gratitude in. Maybe I need to start rewriting the subconscious thoughts and watch what I say because words are powerful. So if I need to express more gratitude and be able to say I am able to, I am able to be here and record a podcast. I am grateful that I am able to. I am grateful to be able to receive downloads and share this with the listeners. I am so grateful for my listeners. In this moment, I am full of gratitude. And there's something to be said about when we step into that mentality that is going to open up more doors, right? I think for me, when what what needed to grow inside myself was to open those doors. I needed to open my heart center. I need to open my heart chakra to allow the love and the unconditional love from within myself to give back to myself so that the world would be able to reflect that back to me if that was if that makes sense because my outer world was a reflection of what was going on in my inner. So if I was always living in fear and anxiety and depression and lack, the world was going to reflect that back or is. Um, And so I hope this is all making sense. (laughs) I would love for you guys to DM me and ask for some clarification so I can get deeper into that. But again, when I was living in a state of not being grateful, almost like a state of fear and, um, not letting go, right? Not letting go of certain patterns, not letting go of certain triggers, not letting go of certain items because there was that unhealthy attachment, right? It kind of goes back to the story of what I shared with you guys about my dog. I did not want to let her go. I almost had that moment of denial when I did go see a second vet and I'm glad that I did, which is great. I think we should always have a second opinion when it comes to certain things like that so I was able to allow myself to go to another vet hear them out hear what they had to say but there was that space there was that ego where I wanted to come out and be like you don't know my dog you don't know what you're talking about and then I had to come back to center after I asked the vet if you know could you please give me a moment and when I was in that moment of being in space with me I was able to realize that they do know my dog. They are they are a vet. I I'm saying this out of fear, out of lack, out of the whole I'm losing her, right? I I'm scared to lose her because this it it felt like the end of the world to me and it, you know, and those feelings are valid, but it was like my fear-based mindset was coming back and my fear-based mindset was not allowing myself to see what it what is and that was the fact that again my dog was sick and I had to put myself in her perspective to allow myself to be like okay this is this is this is the decision that we need to make this is the best decision to make for her because it is it's more of her living her best life than me drawing out this her dog life in order to 
fill this selfish need because I'm scared, right? Or whatever the case may be. But that that is kind of where I'm going with what needs to happen, right? For myself, I needed to grow within that expansion. There was growth there. There was so much growth there because it was also a um, a reflection too of how far I've came, how far I have gone in my inner work and inner deep work with the wounds of even losing my own mom, right? There was that sense of, okay, we're grieving in a healthy way. We're grieving and we're, we're flowing and we're, we're allowing our heart to expand in unconditional love. And yeah, so I can relate to what you know, what the portal 8-8 is telling me. And I can relate to the heart's desires, right? Like being in alignment and, and seeing within myself what needs to grow. There's more for me to grow, obviously. Um, there's life lessons. There's going to be continued moments. But it's just beautiful to be able to hold that space and see what within myself I need to recognize. Um Moving forward to the number 8-8, it's welcome the riches, state your intention. So what is it moving forward? What is it that you want to work on within yourself? Set that intention. I always like to pick a word and I haven't for the month of August just because of what has transpired lately and all the movement, but I believe, um, what was it? What was my word before? I, I've shared it with you guys before, was allow, right? That was my intention to allow, to allow to receive, allow to be in flow, to allow to be in my divine masculine and divine feminine, which is interesting that I'm saying this out loud because I've been able to allow that. Um, so yeah, set your intention. It doesn't have to be a word. It could be a phrase, you know? Maybe your intention is to... Um, pay off a whatever, you know, pay off a car payment by set that intention. What is your intention for this portal 88? What is, what do you foresee yourself doing or radically taking responsibility and accountability? I am going to what, you know, for example, for me as a hairdresser, I can set the intention that I am going to allow myself, see I'm using that word again, allow myself to educate my clients better, right? Allow myself to hold space for them. Um, allow myself to, you know, give the intention of be- being a better hairdresser to my clients. I hope this makes sense, but that's what I'm receiving for myself. Just trying to give an example, but back to what I was saying about the number 88, is that your spirit guides are telling you to raise your vibration. It is time. It is time to level up. And I know for me, in my experience, and my perspective, is sometimes it's hard to do that when, you know, opinions of others, right? It's like the, not necessarily the opinions of people outside of your group, right? it's people within your family, it's sometimes the people in your friend group, or maybe it is your coworkers. But for me, what's been hard is the opinions that I hear in my family, and I know it's coming from a place of love. 
And that's why for me, girls' nights are super important or having space with friends outside of my family is important because then I can get that, almost that energy exchange that I need to be able to have, if that makes sense. So like me, I need that nurturing and that I need to be heard and I need to be seen in the way that my feminine energy needs, right? If that makes sense. Again, I know I need to be do an episode or um, an episode about the divine feminine and divine masculine because it's so interesting. It's like one of my favorite things to talk about besides all this stuff. <laughs> but anywho, so that's what I'm receiving as far as the Portal 88. It's just all about um, all about you know, challenging yourself to be in your highest self, your authentic self, you know, where it's, where, where do you, where are you placing fear? You know, is, are you placing fear on, I really want to talk to this individual. There's just something about this person. I want to, you know, I want to be their friend. I want to hold space with them. Uh, I'm too scared, scared of rejection. Um, Or maybe there's that fear of taking the leap of, you know, making a change, making a change in maybe your career, you know, maybe there's that opportunity that you're like, I really want to do this. There's something that I've been really wanting to do, but I've been doing this for so long, you know, almost that fear. And, um, maybe there's that fear of, for example, I, for so long, (laughs) I had this like fear of wanting to wear a chicken suit. I love being goofy. I love being funny. It's just, it, it's my love language and it brings me joy, you know, but I really wanted to wear a chicken suit <laughs> um, and, and just drive or ride around in my pit bike and my chicken suit because why not, you know, but there was that fear There was that made up fear in my mind of like, oh my gosh, but I'm 35 years old. Like, why would I do that? Like, I'm grown up. But at the same time, who cares? And I'm in that space of like, I'm going to be okay with my goofy self. Because at the end of the day, who am I hurting? I'm hurting nobody. I'm hurting myself for not being in my authentic self. You know, let's be honest here. I'm hurting myself for not allowing myself the space to be goofy, to go get the chicken suit and ride around in my pit bike. Um, and if people think I'm weird, then let them think I'm weird. At the same time, maybe that will allow the wrong people not to come to me. You know, who knows? I don't know. But at the same time, that was the reality of it. There was that fear of like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm doing this. Who cares? Do it anyways. But as I said, I had the funnest time ever. I had the funnest time. And I don't know, it, there, there were kids that were laughing. And I know they weren't laughing at me. They actually enjoyed the chicken suit. So there we go. I brought laughter in someone's life. And that's what I wanted. So back to what I was saying, just challenging yourself to find out within yourself what is calling you what is the the call to action you know there is those signs there are those triggers there are there are those repetitive patterns or repetitive conversations you know because sometimes I can feel myself getting frustrated that I'm like why are these conversations happening like why are we still having it with friends and family and so forth but I had to be really honest with myself like 
what what am I not doing? You know, like what part am I playing? Is it the fear of speaking my truth again? Is it me not wanting to bring up a conversation or whatever it is? But I challenge you for this Portal 88 to just reflect and give yourself permission. Give yourself permission to tap into your vibration of what really is and say goodbye to what isn't. So I'm going to take a break, but I'm going to pull some cards for um, the individual astrological signs. And I'm going to do it by like the water, fire, air, earth. What else? There's others, but obviously I will think about it when I come back. But I think that's it actually. It's the four elements. Water. Yeah, anyway, squirrel. But anyways, I will come back and we'll do that. Okay, okay. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to Afterglow. I am so excited. I did some of the astrological signs, or not some, but all, and held space with them and pulled some cards. And I'm really looking forward to deliver what the messages I have received by holding space with my cards. So I hope some of this resonates with you. And if not, I challenged you just to you know, see how the weeks unfold, right? Even though this is portal eight, 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 it doesn't mean that it's going to happen within 24 hours, but also keep in mind, because I know that some people are very skeptical about tarot and all that kind of stuff, but I just want to let you know, I don't use tarot reading as a form of, you know, to deliver terrible things. If anything, I try to plant those seeds of trying to redirect you. But also, if there's something that doesn't resonate with you, the beautiful thing about this is it's there's free will. So just because what the cards are saying, it doesn't necessarily mean that's what's going to happen. There can be an event that may happen within um, or after I share the messages and it could just change the outcome. So I just wanted to put that out there. But As I was saying, like I was sitting here with the cards and I'm just like, dang, you guys are some baddies. There's just a lot of win happening, or at least that's what I'm receiving. I'm seeing that there's a lot of maybe obstacles that were, that we, I say we, because I am part of this too, that we have faced, but there is just a lot of beautiful stuff unfolding. And I'm really excited just because if you think about it, the year 2023 is almost over. So we're giving that chance, not only with the energy that is unfolding currently, but the months coming ahead there is definitely um just like a growth here a major growth so I want to start off with the fire signs so the fire signs are going to be your Aries your Leos and your Sagittarius and so the first cup or not first cup um the first card it is a cup card um is seven of cups And what I received from that and looking at the card, it's almost as if there's tons of or ton of emotion, right? It's like just overflowing all at once. There's almost like this sense of maybe you're feeling my fire signs. It's like you're feeling like there's just way too much emotions. It's like, holy cow, I can't get a grasp on this. I'm not sure what this is or why, or I'm being 
or I'm being like, again, it's like overflowing, but not overflowing in a, in a, maybe in the way that you're wanting, right? Like I've spoke upon like filling yourself up, being in an overflow, but for some reason, this energy is feeling like almost like you're being tested, right? So there's like that test, that constant test that's happening. Um, almost like, as I said, like they're, you're losing grasp from life or maybe not really grasp. Maybe, maybe there's just, again, there's been some events that have created some fear and it's almost like, oh my gosh, this is just, this is a lot, a lot. There's just a lot. That's what I'm feeling. That's what I'm sensing for my fire signs. But within that, there is the six of swords. And I know sometimes people are like, oh my gosh, swords, that's like (gasps) heavy. And it can be. But what I'm seeing in this spread for the fire signs is the fact that I know it may feel like you're trying to move forward, right? You're trying to move on from certain things or you're trying to build a future. You're trying to build that life that you're wanting and desiring. But it's almost like you feel as if it's like like slow. You're almost like uh, feeling like, okay, I feel like I'm behind. Like, why is everything around me shifting and moving and changing? But I feel stuck. Like, I feel like I'm not moving. I'm just maybe too much, not even flow, that's not the word, but maybe too much like stuck in this like river, right? Like you're just stuck. You're just like, there's like these trees in your way or these obstacles in your way. And you're like, I can't right now. But I'm going to tell you right now that the future, there's that six of cups and I'm seeing like playful, I'm seeing like inner child, that fun, that fun, playful side. It's almost like right now with that six of swords, there's like a calling for you to maybe step away for a second. Maybe there's that taking that break, right? Maybe you're overdoing it in some certain areas. If I going back to the seven of cups, I feel like there's that energy, right? There's just way too much. I I am hearing from the spirit guides, what I'm hearing is the six of cups is telling you to step away from the distractions, whatever that is, only you are going to know that. Like maybe you're going out too much or maybe you're putting yourself in all these different situations and you're just like, whoa, I need to pull myself out. Like there's just too many distractions. There's me just saying yes to too many things that I really shouldn't be saying yes to. Maybe it's like re, re-putting some boundaries on, right? That's what I'm hearing. It's like, okay, step away from all of the distractions and come back to what really matters which is like that love that inner child that imaginative space that um I'm I'm hearing visionary right I'm hearing maybe mm, maybe time to be creative or maybe time to again that playful energy um love right maybe there's that like find what really mean or really matters is what I'm hearing find what really matters again come back to center come back to that again loving energy that unconditional love where you you connect with that inner child or maybe you're connecting with another person in their inner child there's that energy exchange um 
there's that like pouring into each other's cup because when I go back to the seven of cups it's just it's that energy where I'm like whoa yeah there's too much going on but the six of cups there's like two people in this um in this card and I I have all the pictures that I'm going to post from the card or of the cards on the Instagram but there's two people and I'm seeing like maybe there's that space that you need to hold energetically with someone else right maybe there is just one-on-one maybe maybe the whole too much in all this other areas that's where you need to come back to that space of just like all right maybe this other individual is again you and your inner child where you need to hold space and pay attention to specific ages or specific playfulness um but that's a confirmation for me that feels very centered because what I shared earlier that was like ah but I am just allow I am just expressing that there is the centeredness there is that playfulness so my Aries and my Sagittarius and my Leos you got this my friends I know maybe in this moment maybe in this time there has just been a lot of maybe emotions or uh, things out of your control or again maybe you said yes to certain opportunities that you really shouldn't have said yes to but give yourself that compassion and grace because outside of that and towards the next couple months or couple weeks maybe six weeks from now or something about six there's definitely something with the number six here Um, good things are going to come and it's going to feel at peace it's going to feel centeredness um moving forward to my earth signs that's going to be your taurus capricorn and virgo this is including me i am a capricorn sun this is my main sun sign and so what i'm receiving with this is the first card that i pulled was strength there is something about or i'm hearing or i'm sensing continue to stand firm in your foundation What that for me means is continue to say no. Continue to say no to people, the places, the situations that bring out the worst of you, right? Um, So it's like really tapping into listening to your intuition or listening to your heart and be aware of where that, you know, be aware of that energy. Keep being observant. For some reason, I know for me, like I can speak upon this because like I said, I'm a Capricorn. I have been in observing mode. I haven't really been my version of me where I would just go, go, go or put myself in opportunities because of, I don't know, I thought I had to or whatever the case may be. But now I'm just really observing and being in tuned with my energy. And I've been saying no more or I'm not even talking about it anymore or I'm just not entertaining it anymore because I realized that version of me was doing things that probably shouldn't have and it wasn't serving me. And maybe in this moment or in that moment when I was that version, it did serve its purpose. But currently, no, it doesn't. So all I'm saying to my earth signs is continuing to say no. No, it's a no. And the thing that I'm hearing too is they don't deserve an explanation. Again, that's people, places, or situations. They don't, they don't, they don't have to. You don't have to give an explanation or yeah, that's what I'm saying. You don't have to give an explanation. Um, But for some reason, I'm also hearing that they don't deserve because it's almost like the people and the places and the situations that you need to say no to were, again, they were the wrong 
not, I wouldn't say wrong. They weren't in alignment of you. It's almost like they took advantage of the version of you and they were trying to, and I say they, again, situation, places, opportunities, what have you. It's almost like they were trying to get you to come back to your old self. And it's like you're trying to move forward and you're trying to be in your firm foundation and you're just like, eh, no, it doesn't serve me. I'm not doing it. I'm going to go and say yes to me. I'm going to say yes to myself because for so long I've been saying yes to everyone else and it's my turn. Um, I love that for, for us because like I said, I'm included in this. But there is something about the second card is king of pentacles. Pentacles represents abundance, prosperity, and wealth. It's almost like because you're saying no to the things that don't serve you, And because you're tapping more into this yes of thyself, there is that reward. The universe is rewarding you for doing that. It's like, yes, it's like in the background, they have like the little pom-poms and they're cheering you on and they're like, girl and guy and yeah, like let's, let's high five, you know, let's, let's do the dang thing and let's reward you with all the abundance and the wealth and the prosperity that you have been wanting and desiring. And the next card, the last card is the Knight of Swords. There is some power in that. There is leadership in this. It's almost like wherever you're going because you're saying no and you're tapping into the yes of you, there is this call somewhere that is needing your attention to become the leader because there is leadership role in earth signs. They're very grounded. They're very... Um, I, I will say this for my experience, it's almost like it's their, it's their way, but almost in a way where not to be mean, but it's just like, no, I have experience in this part. I know how to lead here because I'm, uh, they're again, natural leaders, but I feel like they're, this is tapping into an opportunity. Like I'm sensing more of a leadership role in a career which is exciting for me because I'm actually starting a new career. So who knows where that is going to take me personally. Um, But that is for the earth signs. And then my air signs, which are Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius. Ooh, you guys, I, I, I am loving this this energy for you guys. There is, there is this moment, or I'm feeling, because the first card is the chariot. And it's almost like I'm feeling as if there's like a stepping away or almost like I don't want to say this in a bad way because it's not but it's almost like you're stepping away from something and you're putting yourself on your own pedestal it's like you realize that you are placing all of these things on a pedestal and you're like okay whoa um almost like I'm feeling as if you guys are having your spiritual awakening almost there's like this beginning to a new journey is what I'm hearing but you are or my uh, my air signs you guys are just like okay well well if that's the way that it's gonna be and you're not really hearing me or you're not really seeing my perspective then that's fine like that's on you but for now on I'm putting myself on a pedestal because I'm starting to believe in myself. Okay, love that for you guys. But um, my air signs, the next card is the two of pentacles. 
again, pentacles is money. And I'm hearing that there is like a decision to make. Almost like I hear like two opportunities are being handed to you in this moment or will be handed to you. And it's, there's like this like juggling for you that you're going to be like, okay, well, which opportunity is the best one for me? Like, which one should I go? And to be quite honest with you, I feel like either one is going to be really good. So in that moment, you're just going to have to tap more into your heart's desire and figure out, okay, well, this is really what I want to do. This is what my heart's desiring to do. This is what I foresee in myself. Because I'm hearing in the two of pentacles, it's not going to be about money for you. It's more going to be about what you're wanting for yourself, like a skill or something about purpose, right? Because when I said with the chariot, it's almost like the journey for you is starting or not even the journey. Yeah, it's like a journey that is a new journey, a new chapter is about to unfold. And there's going to be that two opportunities where it's like, well, you know, I'm in this season of my life where money is, yeah, money is cool and money is great, but I don't really desire that. I want to be fulfilled. I want to have a purpose because I haven't been feeling like I have a purpose. That's what I'm receiving from, for my air signs. But the last card is the five of swords. There is some power in that. And again, sometimes people, when they hear swords, they're like, oh, that's a lot. But I feel like it's a confirmation that before the chariot, the energy from the chariot, before you, before the air signs have tapped into this, like I'm putting myself back on a pedestal, I'm taking care of myself, I'm taking care of business, I'm going to go ahead and get the opportunities that I want. It was pretty heavy before. There was like a lot of obstacles for my air signs. There was just a lot of the unknown, a lot of... I don't know. I'm hearing hurt. There was a lot of hurt, maybe. Just maybe felt like a lot of... Um, I, I'm sensing that there was like this moment that happened in your life where you were like down on your knees or something. Or there you did have a dark moment. There was like a dark space or not space. But I'm sure you get what I'm saying or resonate. But it's almost like you're taking your power back from almost like like I said, from the chariot, there's like, okay, well, these words or these actions from all these other things that I have put on a pedestal, now I'm realizing that they don't serve me anymore. And I'm taking them out. Like, I'm sensing like taking the knife out of your back, right? There's just been like the, "Mm, nope, sorry, I don't, that doesn't, that doesn't resonate with me, like your words or your lack of action or maybe just life in general or whatever. It's like, no, like I know I have a purpose. I know I have this power inside of me and it, it, that's it. Like I'm standing my ground. There is, there is that again, I'm seeing like, I'm seeing like your foot being put down. Like, no, (laughs) right. Oh my God. I love that. I do. I love it. Um, Moving forward to my water signs. These are going to be my Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. There is, I'm feeling like, because my first card for you guys was judgment. It's almost like I'm receiving this, there must be this type of energy around you. There must have been, or I'm feeling like there was other people's judgments around you. Almost like, 
it's almost like it was like this dance, right? Where you're like feeling like, okay, I'm tiptoeing over here or I'm walking over here or I'm trying to mind my own business over here. But there is like this judgment going on and I don't even know what's going on. Like I have no idea where this is coming from. It's like I'm hearing that you've been a trigger for other people because you've been standing in your light and you have been for a while there's that energy that I'm sensing that you've been working on yourself my water signs you've been just like taking care of yourself for some time but you almost like separated yourself from certain energies and then you're like okay well maybe I'll re-invite or re-include myself with specific people but then you're like oh my gosh because they're getting a different version of me there is all this judgment and you're like I can't handle this right now um but because there's this sense of awareness of that and you're aware of the surroundings, it's like the next card that I have for you guys is the page of wands. It's like you're taking your wand and you're setting it down and you're like, well, that's that's great. Like, I, you know, your judgments don't really mean anything to me. Like, I love that because even though, again, there was these people or individual situations that were really judging you, you're putting your foot down like right away. There is none of this like self like isolation with it, right? There's no, uh, I'm not hearing like, like you're not allowing that to smother you. It's just like, no, like I know what you're doing. It's almost like I'm hearing, I know that you're trying to manipulate me. You're trying to gaslight me. You're trying to breadcrumb me or whatever. But like, I have been working on myself and doing the work that I know what you're doing. So no, like, wow, you guys, Cancer, Scorpio, Pisces. I'm like, woo, that energy. I, I love that. Um, but because of you being like, nah, I nipped it in the butt before this started like to go down a spiral, I'm putting it down, I'm putting my foot down. I'm not allowing this energy. There is a, a, a call here when it comes to the next chapter of this piece of this puzzle. I'm receiving the eight of pentacles. There's a lot of pentacles happening for us, you guys. I love it. Um, so I'm I'm sensing that because you put your foot foot down and you're no longer pouring your energy into that into that space with people, you've been working on a specific project or something instead. Your energy has been going somewhere else. I'm hearing a project that's like an investment or a project like uh like a side hustle or maybe investing more in yourself or taking extra classes I don't know I'm sensing that it's just really this power of wanting to open the door for more opportunities is what I'm hearing so I I love it I love the redirection that my water signs did or have been doing it's like that again taking my power back you are aware of the the toxic traits and just saying uh no that's not okay and that's that's on you I wish you well I I it is what it is, but I'm going to go over here. Ooh, yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So that's the type of energy that I am receiving for the portal 88. It's like amplifying is what I'm hearing. I'm hearing that like a lot of us, a lot of our astrology, <laughs> a lot of us, I'm just going to say that because I'm having issues speaking. By the way, you guys, I have been up since 430 this morning. So that's why I'm kind of like, blah, 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 blah squirrel 
But anyways, um, I'm just loving it because this energy of the Lionsgate portal, it's what I said earlier, it's the tapping more into your authentic self, like taking your power back, being true to yourself, speaking your truth and standing in that firm foundation. And I see that for all of the signs. I'm seeing that right now with all the cards. It's like, whether that was, you know, maybe being in too much of our, or I don't, I want to say, I don't want to say too much, but that's what I was receiving from, you know, the first, the first reading was like, there was too much emotion to, to handle at once. You know, maybe that was saying no to that. Like, okay, I'm feeling it, I'm doing it, and I am not going to move forward with this. We are feeling to heal, but I want to be centered to, you know, what I said about the last reading about like, I'm not allowing the judgments to stop me. Instead, I'm redirecting that energy into something that is serving me. And woo, you guys, like I said, this is good stuff and I love it. And I just wanted to say, keep doing you guys because it's a beautiful beautiful space. And, um, so that is the reading for the signs and I'm going to take another break before we head into, or before I head into the last portion of episode 11, which is going to be about the subject on grief. And then I'm going to make my special announcement. So hang in there, my friends, and I love you. Stay tuned for the next. Welcome back, everyone. I hope you guys are enjoying this episode just as much as I am. And it just fills me up once again to be able to hold space on this platform. And it's also making me realize how much I enjoy podcasting and just to share, just to share the things such as my stories and such as my special gifts and just the discoveries of life and being a human and so again I just want to express my gratitude for you know being being a listener and continuing to support and hear what we have to share or in this case me I like I said I'm I'm well I haven't said it but I'm used to having Chris on here but um just thank you you know thank you thank you So the next topic I want to talk about is grief and I have expressed or shared my part of my story about my mother and so some of this may be repetitive but I haven't, I I mean I'm currently now as I have shared previous episodes that I have been going to trauma therapy and taking ownership of myself and working on myself. I also go to group share with Celebrate Recovery. I'm also in Radical Recovery of Self and also in many other accountability groups, including Reiki Healing. But with those resources, it has really helped me understand just how grief works and plays a part within all areas of our life, right? For me, because I didn't know how or had the resources or the tools when I was a kid to grieve, that caused 
some other issues, not issues, I don't want to say issues, but some struggles that include anxiety, depression, PTSD, um, ADHD, and other things, including my hurts, habits, and hangups, right? Which I've shared for being a recovering binge drinker, a recovering codependency, recovering people pleaser, and all the other stuff that I can keep going on. But I have been slowly peeling the layers of my onion and I've been working really hard to heal parts of myself. And it isn't easy, you guys. It's not, you know, I don't want to sugarcoat it, but I also don't want to scare people. And it's not hard, especially because as an adult facing it and it's like, oh my gosh, I've been doing the same patterns. I've been repeating behaviors and the way I communicated and stuff. It's, it's hard to realize that, hi, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. (laughs) But also rewiring the subconscious mind so that consciously in the physical, I can be a better person and not be bitter and I'm not going to be perfect and I'm okay with that. But realizing and having the awareness of when I slip up and apologizing for it and, you know, talking about it with people and owning up to it and making those amends when it's needed or making those amends within myself. And so with that, it's, you know, with my, like I said, with my mom, for a long time, I had put her on this pedestal and always would either, I would either talk highly about her or I wouldn't talk about her at all. So it would be like the same stories I would say over and over again. And it wasn't until I started taking note when my friend started saying like, we've never really heard you talk about your mom or we've only heard like this part. And I was a little thrown off by that at first because in my mind, in my world, I thought I talked about her all the time, but it, but I wasn't, it was in my brain, in my mind that I was talking about it or talking to myself, my subconscious self to myself. And I wasn't sharing those parts of my, of myself. And I didn't realize how that could probably make people feel like they're not a part of my world because I didn't share that part. And it really put in perspective of like, whoa, I am not talking about her or I'm only sharing these specific parts. But it wasn't just my mom. It was other parts, like other childhood like stories that I never expressed. I've never shared some of the dark moments or the, you know, the pieces of me that needed to be seen and heard. You know, I've never shared the the sexual assaults I've had happen to me when I was a kid. And I thought I did, but I didn't. And because of suppressed stories or suppressed emotions that unfortunately had to come out some way, right? Because it's like what I pers- what I resist persists and within me that was projected out into this world of you know, maybe an anger out- outburst. I did have multiple moments in my life going back to, you know, if I really hold space and look 
at my life and reflect, I can be open and honest. I had a lot of anger outbursts, more than I like to admit. And, you know, it does hurt me knowing that I've hurt people that I love and loved because I didn't have the tools or the resources to get through my emotions. But I've had to give myself a lot of grace and compassion and realize and tell myself I didn't know what I didn't know. And moving forward, I can hold space and be aware of said pattern behavior. And as I said before, it's to open up and share with people like I, this is why I did that x y and z and this is why and I think when we can have that communication with other people it does open up that gate or open up that heart for unconditional love and being able to heal and to be able to know that if we just shared those things with people it makes it easier for others to understand why we do the things that we do and I understand it's scary trust me it there has been a lot of times where I'm like I feel like I'm gonna vomit (laughs) because I'm like oh I can't believe I'm sharing this but because it's a conditioning right like I've shared on my Instagram live that my father you know he was in the military he retired from the military and he was emotionally unavailable growing up and that got passed down to me and so my behavior because I learned from him was like don't share don't talk about it just keep it in moving on moving forward like next to the next thing just keep going but then again that manifested into the anger outburst the having triggers and releasing projecting onto people that shouldn't have received that type of behavior but the reason why I share that is because that's just part of, for me, that's part of what I've learned about myself and grief is the grief that I didn't go through or wasn't able to go through for my mom. But now I've been able to hold space in those areas and I have been able to see things that I didn't see. Like I took my mom off of the pedestal that I put her on and realized that there was some inner anger that I had for her and I had all these questions of like why did she do this or why did she do that like why would she choose this over this over that but then I had to be also honest about why I even put her on a pedestal in the first place and it's because me I felt guilty that I would have those emotions like I would have those like I'm angry at her because she wasn't here she's physically not here right she passed away so I would feel that guilt of like well how why would I feel that way about someone that can't defend themselves like that's so messed up but in reality that's part of moving forward you have to feel or at least for me I had to feel to heal I had to feel that I had to get my closure and even though I may not get the answers that you know for my questions that I had for her I have been able to find that within and I've been able to spiritually receive those answers from her and I've been able to connect with her from the other side and I've almost not almost I have received permission to feel those feelings like I remember one time 
coming out of group therapy and I could feel that resistance. I was feeling that resistance of wanting to feel anger and I was like, no, I can't do that. I remember having this specific conversation with myself in my brain going home and being like, you can't feel that way. You can't feel that way. That's not fair, but you can't do that. But then all of a sudden I received a message and it was like, you're allowed to feel that way. Feel it, allow it, release it. And that's when I just started crying. I just started releasing and crying and, you know, feeling it and asking like the, why would you do that? But then again, I got my answers from within and being able to let some of that anger go and come from a place of, well, there are things that my mom also is a human being, right? She was a human being and she didn't know what she didn't know. And I'm sure it would be different if she was here today. I don't know. I can't answer that. But at the same time, I know she did the best she could. And so that has helped me that has helped me let go of the grief that I was holding on to. And that was like, I kept replaying over and over and over in my head, all of the bad things. I would never allow myself to feel the good things or receive the good things because it was almost like, I want to say like my subconscious mind was like, if I let go of the bad things then that meant that she was gone forever and that's not true that is not true she is still very much here she's very much in with me I am part of her she's in my heart and I like I shared earlier the whole I can feel her spiritually and I can channel her now and feel that connection from the other side has been so beautiful there has been so many signs such as the house that I have she brought me to this house turtles are they're one of my spirit animals and my mom loved turtles and she used to have this necklace that she left for me and it's in my truck and I put it in there it's in there and it's hanging and ever since then I always look for the turtle signs and when I went to go view this house that I am in there were turtles there were three turtles and the the number three is my favorite and so I was like oh my gosh another miracle that happened was that her name is part of the wi-fi and it was not the name that I changed it it just came with it and I was like holy cow that is my mom confirming that she's here and this is the house that she wants me to get and to move in so that's why I'm huge on spirit guides um, via synchronicities in the angel numbers. That's why I'm huge on them because I believe that they are 100% messages from my spirit guides and for people from the other side. But that's part of my discovery with the grief, but also it has, <laughs> it has taught me that grief is in multiple things. It's not just through losing somebody through passing away, right? Um, obviously I'm going through grief with my dog and I am, I'm trying to tell myself that I'm going through it in a healthy way. But today I had therapy and I shared 
the news with my therapist and I told her how like the next day I felt like energized and I went and I got up I got ready and I did all the things and I got you know a new job and she's like well I'm really glad that you have your resources but I just want to like pin like bring something up to you and she you know she told me like you know if you need to have a day where you want to be in your room or you want to cry or you want to just be in your bed, she's like, that's okay. And she was like, almost like giving me permission because I could feel myself in that moment being like, oh shit, I am doing it. I'm repeating a pattern that I typically, not typically, I don't want to say typically, I'm repeating a pattern that sometimes I go into where I become overly busy right where I'm just like let's just be busy because I don't want to feel because I'm busy and I'm like oh crap so I'm glad she said something because I was like I don't want to go into my new job with that pattern again with like me being like let me take on it let me do all the things let me just stay busy blah 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 and I'm like oh boy so I have that awareness of that I do that. I tend to, you know, if I don't have the coping mechanism of binge drinking, then I do the other things that I do, which is be overly busy and keep going until I burn out. And then that creates all this other stuff, resentment, anger, and stuff like that. So I am trying to tap into um, grieving my dog in a healthy manner, but because I'm putting it out there now that many people know, then that obviously is going to help people. Oh, my other dog. (laughs) Cute. So yeah, now that I've shared that part about me being overly busy and why and, you know, try, I, now that it's out there, it's like, well, now I'm have another reason why I need to hold myself accountable because people, more people know about it, but grace and compassion, Carol. (laughs) But I would like to think that I get to, I get to grieve over Tallulah in a healthier way because it's free will and it's what I want to do and but also allowing myself to be that human being and share with my accountability partners and share with more people I trust of like this is what I'm going through I just need to be heard be seen for a second without feeling like the need to be fixed or judged you know and I do I have that community but there's still that piece of me that I'm still working through where asking for help is a struggle. It's a struggle for me. And that's when I typically go into isolation. I'm getting better. I'm getting better about, okay, well, let's just go for a walk or let's go do your inner child healing. Let's do this. Let's do that. But moving forward about more of the grief that I realize it's more than just experiencing a loss from a parent passing away or loss from a pet, I, when I started to really eliminate the amount of alcohol I was drinking, that's when I was like, holy cow. I started to realize, okay, now I understand why people relapse. And now I'm taking away that judgment about people who do do relapse because I can't judge people based on that because I'm a hypocrite if I did, right? It's like, I too was doing it 
and I have, you know, I've caught myself doing other things that I re- that I will relapse in, which is like codependency, which is another topic. We've mentioned it before, but um but because I'm not you know, I have mentioned before that I do still drink, but I have more control of it. But because of me not drinking that much, as I said, it was like an overload of emotions of things that I didn't allow myself to grieve over, which things such as grieving over a relationship, grieving over a friendship, grieving over a move, grieving over um, me leaving a job. And I feel like, which when I mentioned earlier in this episode that life will give me or has given me multiple chances to redo it right within myself without having the expectation of another people person to do it for me because there was that time that I could feel myself feeling resentful towards an individual where I was like well they owe me a they owe me an apology well now I'm in this space of like nobody owes me an apology like no they don't if somebody wanted to hold that space and apologize for something then yeah I can give them that choice if I feel the desire or felt the call to give that person that space to be heard or accept the apology but I don't but they don't owe me anything like I can get that apology from within myself but there has been the reverse roles like there has been people that I've wanted to reach out and be like I am so sorry for this but I've also have to realize that some people are not open to receive that apology and unfortunately I have to be okay with knowing that there are different versions of me in different people's minds and memories and even though that was painful to know that and understand that I just had to be okay with it and I am okay with it because it's the same with everyone else there's different versions of people in my minds and memories where I'm like well this person did this to me or that person was that way but it's not necessarily true either right it's like just so interesting again how I feel like life has given me multiple chances to to rewrite stories not only myself but for other people that I have loved or cared about so much and you know something that codependency has made me realize was and I've shared this in a previous episode was the fact that I jumped into different relationships you know I had only three major boyfriends in high school and I because I didn't know what I didn't know I jumped to the next one in the next one and the next one and it was like you know and we've shared this again in a previous episode about that and you know, because I jumped, I didn't allow myself that space to grieve that person because there really is something to be said about when you end a relationship, there's the grieving process, right? There is that healing that needs to happen. And I didn't heal from many of those relationships. And, you know, I've had to go through and verbally within myself apologize for the behavior that I've done and I've had the ability to you know hold space 
with some of them, but not all of them. And I had to be okay with that. Like I have to be okay with certain ones are going to find me to be the enemy or a villain, or again, I'm going to be this bad memory or whatever the case may be, but that is free will, right? That is free choice. But it is interesting to know that. And because I know that I have been able to hold space with other women or other individuals that resonate with that and kind of give them my wisdom of like, well, maybe you should hold space for yourself for a little bit because it's that grief and saying goodbye and the memories and who you were as an individual within that relationship, right? It's like, okay, well, this is who I was with that person. And moving forward, I can see that I didn't like that or I didn't like that specific trait of this individual or who I was with this individual and then moving forward being able to grow from it and you know like I said I've even had moments where I was like man that was Carol that was shitty that was shitty why did you do that like why did you say that or why did you project your anger out into this person or behaved like erratic or behave like this like the not okay but there is that self-forgiveness there's that taking radical forgiveness and forgive myself and say I forgive myself for this action and I am worthy of being forgiven and releasing it. But also grief comes into play in my life when it has been leaving a job. I remember I had suppressed resentment and anger towards a specific job because they filed bankruptcy and told us the news within like, I think it was like the month of December. And I was like, you're going to give us the news when it's the holidays. And I wasn't mad about me. I could, I don't need things, right? But I was upset for my friends because I worked with friends who were single moms and it really irritated me that, that a company could do that. And but there was nothing I could do, right? That's just that's just un- that's just unfortunate that we live in a world that will do that. And you know, to be honest, I had to sit with myself and be like, "Well, your friends ended up making it out, and they were okay." You know, and again, there's that part of me that is like, "I want to fix and save all my friends because I love them," but also understanding that that's not my responsibility. That's not something that. I can control but I know my heart is in a good space when I do tend to like fall into that kind of pattern but knowing again like oh Carol like you have such a big heart but at the same time you need to redirect that energy back into yourself but yeah like I also have found myself grieving over items that meant a lot to me like for example items that belonged to my mom and realizing the interesting things that I was doing like I was holding on to some stuff where I'm like why am I keeping this like why it's just being hidden in the closet and yeah they were things of hers but if I'm not utilizing it it is time to like let it go but it was really hard for me it was hard for me to say goodbye to those things and I know why I was holding on to those things because 
it was this thought that she would come back but I had to face the truth and be like she's not coming back spiritually she is but physically she's not and I saw myself doing that same pattern or belief with my dog you know when I mentioned earlier about the whole I didn't want to do the surgery I wanted to keep her around but I'm like but at the end of the day she was sick there the the right thing was to let go and so I would like to talk about something a special announcement this is tying up to the end of episode 11 but it does have a connection to grief and the connection to this is that afterglow is this is it this is the end of season one I'm not sure if Chris and I are going to be back we are leaving on good terms you guys I just wanted to express that it's just been it's just been a challenge, you know, we live in different states, the time difference and us not physically being there together and we made it work, we did it, it was fun, but at the same time it was just like the time, like I said, the time and life and all the things, so it was, you know, we held space together and I talked to Chris and he said that he wanted to take a break from podcasting and I was like, that's totally fine. And that's totally okay. I get it. Sometimes individually, we just have our different, we have our different calling. And I know in my heart that podcasting is part of who I am. And I enjoyed the chapter that I had with Chris. I thought it was great. I mean, it all started off with me asking him if he wanted to do an Instagram live. And it unfolded into this wonderful podcast that we got to do together. And I and I enjoyed it so much and there's grief in that you guys this is why I kind of tied that part in the end but I am grieving a chapter with one of my best friends and you know if if it is meant to be to continue to do it in the future then it's meant to be but with that being said I am gonna have my own podcast and it's going to be kind of the same if not different I'm going to be talking more spirituality, more of my downloads, more of, you know, I'm going to invite different guests and going to interview them and hold space. And I'm really excited for this because, as I said, like podcasting is something that is such a passion of mine now and it's, I enjoy it so much and I foresee me being able to bring on more people and talk more of this kind of stuff because this stuff you guys this is the real this is the real kind of conversation I love I enjoy the deep conversation I enjoy talking to others to tell me the things that they have done and decided to turn it around and become a better individual and not bitter and with that I say and so it is and I would like to say follow me on my personal Instagram so that way you can, you know, catch up and see like when I put my podcast out there. But my Instagram is a dot creative dot Carol Carol and the Carol Carol is spelled like the old way. C-A-R-R-O-L-L-C-A-R-O-L. So a dot creative dot Carol Carol. And I'll put it in the show notes. But it has been such a blessing, you guys. And I love you so very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.